Though the global pandemic may be slowing things down, Spring Branch is taking tangible steps forward to keep our economy strong, like supporting our local businesses, linking them to free online business courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate. The dirt, the deals, the people, the places. It's all here. I'm Nancy Sarnoff, real estate reporter with the Houston Chronicle. And today on the show, we are going to be talking about the past, the present, and a bit about the future of Houston real estate with a guest who has been writing about the industry for the past several decades He is a native Houstonian and a trove of knowledge about the city, a lot of which he gleaned from his 16 years as real estate reporter of the Houston Chronicle. Ralph Bivens, welcome to Looped In. Thank you, Nancy. I am honored to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show. You and I have known each other for a few years. And like I said, you you had this job. Uh, just before I did, I remember thinking you were here for 16 years. I remember thinking what a long time that was. And now I'm, you know, I'm getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> you are a veteran and you do great work. Well, thank you. Thank you. So do you. So, Ralph, you were covering real estate here at the Chronicle starting, gosh, in the late 1980s, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, late, late 80s. Yeah, and then you founded your own publication called Realty News Report to focus on local, regional, and national news. And now you just had your first book published. Yeah, it's a big day. <laughs> it's called Houston 2020, America's Boomtown, an Extreme Close-Up. Congratulations. That is, that's huge. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah, I know that this has probably been a goal of yours as it is for a lot of writers. Yeah, that started when I was a boy in elementary school in Houston. Hey, that this is, was on my bucket list when yeah. I'm seven years old. So, Where'd you go to elementary school? Well, that's a long story, but it's called M.E. Foster. And if <laughs> you know your chronicle history, M.E. Foster was the first publisher of the uh, first editor-in-chief of the Chronicle oh, really? back in 1901 or something like that. So I've had, I've had from my earliest days with Emmy Foster Elementary, I've had a, had a Chronicle background. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I So, yeah, you, you're, the stars were aligned for you to That's it. I had no choice. Destiny. Um, and so where was this school? And it, I guess it's not around anymore, is it? It still exists. It still exists. It's, uh, you know, on uh, Yellowstone. Okay. Um, just east of 288, a little ways, mile yeah. or two. Okay. Near the Astrodome. Yeah, not far. Not <laughs> far Astroworld. from my favorite building. Yes. The did former you, Astroworld. Did you cover Astroworld in your book? I I don't think I saw it. We we talked about the dome a lot. Yeah. But not the world. Not but the, but the world. world was, you know, I was I went it was a big deal for me when I was when I was a kid. Yeah, same here. Saw a lot of a lot of concerts. Do you know that they had concerts there? Yeah, back in the back. They yeah. had, I, I think I know I've seen one. I don't know who it was, but yeah, I think it was called the Superstar Amphitheater. Cool, man. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That I, is if a good I'm piece right. of trivia. <laughs> that is great. So yeah, everyone asks me this question, mm. and I, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to ask you some of the questions that people ask me over and over again. 
Um, Shoot. How'd you get into real estate reporting? Are you a realtor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it happened. I, I was I was at Lubbock. Okay. And it was, uh, you know, hey, Lubbock is flat. It is lonely. It is way, way out there. And for somebody raised in Houston, a little boring. Yeah. So the San Antonio Express News, you know, had the editor-in-chief there said, hey, you know, we'd, we like what you're doing. we got good stuff. But all I have right now is an opening in business. Do you want it? So, okay. Boom. So there I was. Quit, yeah. quit the Avalanche Journal on Friday. Started work Monday at the San Antonio Express News. And bam. Go cover real estate. So there I was. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So in this book, Houston 2020, you lay out the projects and some of the personalities that did and are shaping Houston today. You also cover historic preservation, transportation, and flooding. You mention in the book that Houston is at a crossroads on really all of these things and that it's imperative that we get it right. What is it that concerns you the most about Houston? Flooding seems to happen more and more. Yeah. I know with global warming, we seem to have big, huge rains. Uh, I don't know if we're ready. I know we're not ready. I know if uh, we had another Harvey-sized storm in a couple of months from now, we'd be in real trouble again. Right. And you also talk about this in the book, but how— how the floods have changed neighborhoods mm, forever. And mm, mm. my land will never be the same. And yeah. They've had, they've been hit several times. And some people have just kind of given up. They've, they've been flooded once. They fixed it. They've been flooded twice. They elevated it. And then, you know, there are things like, you know, the United Orthodox Synagogue there on, on South Braisewood mm-hmm. since the early 60s. Mm-hmm. They've been flooded multiple times. They've lost a lot of holy documents and books and yeah. things, and they finally, we're not going to do it again. So they, it's been just, you know, demolished. Yeah. It's losing a lot of history. And I think I want to throw at you another, another question that I get all the time. Shoot. What was your favorite story you ever covered? Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, we had major developer... Um, Kenneth Snitzer yeah. developed Greenway Plaza and Allen Center, some big buildings mm-hmm. and all over the place. He's real prominent. He's going toe-to-toe with Gerald Hines. Mm-hmm. They were like going down Richmond Avenue and getting these spots and they're building, you know, three or four or five, six-story buildings, you know. But And then so Hines went out and did Galleria. Snitzer went and got Greenway, blocked up, uh, I think it's 500 houses. Very quietly, very secretly, he assembled, made this huge assemblage, quite an accomplishment. And of course, then years went by, and at that, you know, everybody was doing SNL, savings and loans. Yeah. So, and of course, savings and loans started going down in the late 80s. Mr. Schnitzer was, you know, owner, part owner of a savings and loan here. Well, it, it kind of was, it was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then he there was an indictment, and so you know I know Kenneth for a while. You know it's like hey, his son was on my little league team. Oh wow! You know, so I knew him for a while. So I called Kenneth, 
Most guys, when they get indicted in a bank fraud, they're not going to take your call. <laughs> <laughs> but Kenneth was, uh, you know, he he was he was uh, he was something else. So he talked, gave me an interview, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to have to do this story, but you've been indicted, man." And, yeah, and um, so we got a good story, and you know, he's giving me all his his favorite thing that I still remember, you know. This is one of his sayings he lived by. Get knocked down seven times, get up eight. You know, that was kind of his attitude getting getting out of it. And I think he was he was eventually cleared and everything was cool. But it was a pretty big blow to a major businessman to get indicted on an SNL problem. Yeah, definitely. Someone uh, with such a high profile like that. Well, I went to Las Vegas with Tillman Fertitta when he opened the Golden Nugget. Whoa, that that was a great assignment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the book, you talk about some of Houston's slogans, some oh, unfortunate slogans like Houston, it's hot. That was a good one. <laughs> some confounding slogans like Houston, expect the unexpected. <laughs> and the latest Houston, the city with no limits. <laughs> what would yours be if you oh, if you had to come up with a slogan for Houston? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not that good of a pitch man, but um, yeah, I, I do think, and I know you hate this. I know you hate this. You said this on the last <laughs> looped in, but everybody said, "Oh, there can do city." Yep, and. Houston is a can-do city, but you, we got to have a slogan that says we're a can-do city without using that cliche. Right, right. So you, we need to get some, you know, major PR guys and ad people and kind of what is that? You know, what can we come up with a way to say can-do city without saying that? Right. We should have ask listeners to tweet us your ideas for a, a new Houston slogan that gets to the can-do spirit of Houston and its people, but. <laughs> Without using those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some so un, un, unfortunate, unfortunate slogans and stuff, you know, wow, you know, Houston's hot. You know, well, that's what's the worst thing we, we got going for. It. Well, it, it, people don't like the heat. No, <laughs> you, you kind of, you need to minimize the negatives, not make it your ad slogan. I think one of the slogans that we came up with on Looped In not too long ago, courtesy of Alan West, I believe, was... Houston, bring a towel. <laughs> that, that was pretty hey, pretty clever. That's good one. That's and good. I mean, we do have a lot of swimming pools, too. Well, so. that's true. It's got multiple meanings. Again. Yeah, exactly. All right. Houston was founded by the Allen Brothers, who you talk about a bit in the book. And these guys famously pitched Houston to developers and future residents as a, and I quote, handsome and beautifully elevated, salubrious and well-watered place. <laughs> you have a chapter in your book called The Marketing Genius of the Energy Corridor. And I sort of see what the Allen Brothers did as, as a bit of marketing genius. Yeah. But can you talk about that chapter and how Houston kind of created this, this image for this area it's it's known all over the world. You know, you you can go, you just 
call some businessman in Dubai or something. Oh yes, I know the energy court. You know, it's worldwide recognition. Yeah, it's I guess amazing. That's true, it's amazing. Yeah. Conoco Phillips, BP, Exxon, they've all they all do or have had yeah. presences out there. All the big ones. It's 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 major, major hub. And then you think about that, well, at the same time you got people saying, We need to wean ourselves off fossil fuels. And you think, what happens 50 years now? What's the energy quarter going to be 50 years from now, 75 years from now, or whatever the new energy America uses then or the world uses? Just put renewable in front of it. Well, yeah, the renewable the, the energy The renewable quarter. energy court. <laughs> That's got my right that one down. <laughs> well, so was it was it someone in particular that came up with that name? Because yeah, now- David, David Wolf. Is uh, you know generally credited for being the the guy that created that moniker. Yeah. But you know he 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 denies it. He denies it, and I don't know why David Wolf denies it. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> knows he did. And um, but it was a great name, and it really stuck, and it really yeah. stuck, and it really sold that area, and it really attracted some companies and saying, hey, "We need to have an office in Houston." We want to be in the energy corridor. It's mm-hmm. just amazing what that name did and right. uh, how it built. This. Sometimes having the right marketing plan and the right name, boom, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you're you're a treasure trove of information, and, and so is this book. Um, it really covers so much of the high points and important points about Houston and the, the real estate market and, and really – how it's changed over time, and there's no one better to write about that than than you. Where can people buy this book? You know, you can go online, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. You can just click and buy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know especially if you're an Amazon Prime member, you know, like, man, it's fast. It's fast. All I'm, right. I'm addicted to Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Same here. What was the last thing you bought? Oh, you know, I think I was just Houston 2020. I sent oh, one of my yeah. friends out on the, you know, out in Oregon. He said, I would like to read it. So, hey, nice guys, anyone. Okay. So you buy your own book. <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I cannot let you go without a lightning round. Oh, boy. And I. Lightning round of questions that you have to answer lightning fast. Okay, I'm going to start. <laughs> Favorite Houston building? Ooh. Ooh. You know, the Esperson building, that the, the fancy one, I guess that's the Niels Esperson building downtown. Okay. So beautiful. Okay. Least favorite building in Houston? Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, what am I going to say? Um. You know, there's some that aren't very pretty, and uh, some that are a little bit ugly. Some that look like they're made out of bush hammered concrete. I think they could do a 
uh, the, the the former Houston Chronicle garage oh. is now now owned by Heinz downtown, yeah. and it's about to be torn down. Right, but you know it's probably the ugliest building in the Heinz portfolio. And that's a huge <laughs> portfolio. Yeah, you're probably right. But and it needed to be. It needed to be. You know. Hit with a high-powered wash um, twenty years ago. Favorite street in Houston. Favorite street. Well, there's a Ralph Street there near uh, Hugo's Restaurant you know, off of Westheimer. <laughs> That's good. But you know, uh, I like I like Montrose Boulevard. Yeah. You know, down there near the museum and the Meekum Fountain. And you know Main Street going south from the Macon Fountain, between the Museum of Fine Arts and the Medical Center, the Major Oaks. But that's that's a really cool street. But I'd be copying Bob Hope, the old comedian. Mm-hmm. From Dec- he they asked, "What's your favorite place in Houston?" And he said, "I love that part of Main Street." Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Favorite yeah. ethnic restaurant. Favorite ethnic restaurant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you know, um, it was Felix Mexican Restaurant and um, on Westheimer. That's now Uchi. It's now Uchi. But there's, you know, of course, that restaurant was opened in 1929, I think, by Felix Tiarina. It was the first national president of LULAC, by the way. But there is a place way out in Richmond, Texas, that created in the same era, 60s Tex-Mex, and uh, I think think it's called Larry's. I believe it's Larry's. Where is it? It's in Richmond, you know, way out there. And it's got really good, you know, cheese enchiladas. The old, old school Tex-Mex. Yeah, yeah. Nothing fancy. Coffee or tea? Well, coffee in the morning, tea afternoon. <laughs> really? For you? Iced tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I would never, never drink hot tea. Buy or rent? Oh, home ownership, the American dream. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Ralph, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it, and I, I love listen to Looped In. And um, so I'm, I'm honored to be here. Well, thank you so much. It's been fun talking about your book, Houston 2020. Everyone run out and get it. And also subscribe to Looped In on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please give us a rating or write a review because it helps us grow. If you have an idea for a show or just want to reach out, you can you can reach me on Facebook or Twitter. I am at Sarnoff. Until next time, thanks for listening.